Welcome to Food is Not a Four-Letter Word, the podcast where you ditch the diet drama, banish body shame, and reclaim your life, all while creating a body you love. When it comes to body drama, your host, Carmela Romalia, has been there, done that, has the t-shirt, and wrote the books. And now, here's Carmela. Hello, hello, my friends. It's me, Carmela, with Episode 7 of the Food is Not a Four-Letter Word podcast. And I just have to giggle. Um, I have been telling you over and over and over again that... Yes, I'm Italian and and I'm passionate and I get dramatic and I get on my soapbox, you know, especially when it comes to um the things in the culture or the the marketing messages or the perspectives or the mindsets that keep you stuck in your pain around your body and your weight. That is a very, very big deal with me. It has um, been, it has been the theme of my life. It has been life-threatening throughout various parts of my life. And, and that's my job. My job is to help, help you heal and transform all of that stuff. And I do that through the lens of the happy calories don't count method. I do it through the lens of happy calories world versus diet drama land. And I've spoken about this at length uh, on previous episodes, and I will continue to speak about it now. Uh, but what's funny is, you know, I keep warning you, you know, I'm, I'm going to get I'm going to get riled up. And last episode, so so how, how this actually works, you know, full disclosure here, I I, I speak stream of conscious. I I have an I I have an idea or something. I see something that ticks me off, and I need to I need to speak about it so that you can see that this is happening, so that you can so that you can be empowered. You know, you, so that you can trust yourself, so that you can you can understand uh, not only the current cultural climate, um, how you're being influenced, but also really understand that you don't even realize you're thinking in terms of diet and exercise because, I mean, come on, we all know that your body is more than just a caloric balance sheet. It's not just about the calories. You know, it's about all this other stuff too. We all know that, you know, that's so passe. Calories are so last century. But I promise you, you know, you don't realize it that you are still operating from the assumptions created by that default underlying premise. And so I keep drawing your attention to how this plays out in real life. And so when when things happen that that I started the last episode and I was all um I was all calm. Well, I'm I'm never really calm, but but I was all like, hey, 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 everyone, this is how it's how it's going and everything. And by the last one, I was totally blowing the mic. I was so I was so animated. So I really have to be careful to try to bring it back a thousand. But anyway, so I I'm I I have an idea, and it's like, hey, I need I need to speak to people. And so I come into the into actually into Joshi's art room where he he has got this art studio, and then he also has this big production studio because he's also a musician and a filmmaker and all this stuff. So I just come in here and I use his equipment and I try to get the dog quiet and then I just speak. So uh, I don't have a producer sitting right by me to say, Carmela, tone it down a little bit. You're you're making peaks. You're going to blow the microphone. Um, it's This is all just shoestring, just, hey, this is my message. I need to get it out in the world. Uh, so so there, there you have it. That's the reality of the situation. Uh, and so I, 
I wanted to jump back on here really quickly because what happens is I, I record the episodes and then I listen to them before I upload them because I want to make sure, you know, that there aren't any really huge audio issues. I mean, there, there is pride of product, you know, I want to make sure that, that in the, the, um, what do you, what would you call it? The rendering process, there wasn't a hiccup. And then suddenly there was five minutes of dead air in the middle of the episode. So I just, you know, spot check it like that. And so I was listening to the, the episode number six and everything I say in there, I, absolutely feel 100% about and I will stand behind it. Uh, I just need to remember to ah, take a deep breath, either that or adjust the microphone settings, because I tell you, I will get on this soapbox and I get on the soapbox, not because I am trying to tell you what to think, not because I am trying to um, influence uh, anything about you, except create peace and healing. All I want for you all I want for you is for you to feel good in your body and about your body and for you to feel good about yourself. That's what I want for you. And that it is a really, really tricky thing to do uh, sometimes because you don't really understand um, how, how you are influenced by what's going on in in the media landscape, in the culture, in all of this. And I, I spent some some time in the last episode talking about that, but I think it's really, really important because even if you're someone who's super savvy and you, you've got a background in marketing and all, all of, you know, all of the experience and all of the insights that come with that, oftentimes you don't really understand it when it's happening to you. And I, it's going to happen to you. This is just part of part of the reality of the world in which we live. And what what I see happening is that there are, are people, there are groups, there are advocacy groups out there that are going to try to fight against the reality of what's going on. So they're going to fight against Photoshop. You know, back in the day, Photoshop was a really bad, bad thing. Oh, all of those Photoshopped images. Oh, those are so bad. And they create bad self-esteem. You know, it's just they're so bad. Um, and then it's really interesting because now we've got all of our little filters, you know, on our phones and, and no one no one's making any stink about the filters on the phones. It, but it's the same same essential thing. You're taking an image and you're manipulating the image to create an effect that is essentially creating a work of art. Uh, but the thing is, is that it's not objective reality. And then we're 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 in this this soup of this cultural soup where where perspectives and ideas can can be influenced and be shaped. And so what they're doing is they're bashing Photoshop. And now we've got the body positivity stuff saying, you know, just don't worry about don't worry about the culture, just love yourself the way you are, um, whatever it is that they're they're spouting. And, and I have a whole episode I did on body positivity. And I and I think, you know, a lot, a lot of the movements have good heart, they have good spirit. What I'm trying to show you is that fighting against something is not creating empowerment. So if you're if you are a person and you feel bad about yourself and you feel bad about your body and you suddenly recognized, oh my goodness, I I'm being subjected, you know, I'm I'm having a I'm being emotionally manipulated by marketing and the media to feel bad about myself because all I'm seeing are images of beauty, of 
a, an unrealistic standard of beauty that some guy on Madison Avenue created. And and now I'm feeling that I, I have to live up to that or I'm being judged as less than. And, and you come to that realization and I'm sure it can spark some anger. You know, it's kind of like understanding understanding that you've been brainwashed type of thing. And so then what happens is it would be natural to to want to react out of that anger. And so what happens is that, you know, people are, are like down with Photoshop. We need to change the industry rules so that people can't use Photoshop again. So why are you allowing people to use filters and fancy apps on their phones? You know, just side note, or the body positivity thing about um, pushing away or or fighting against what's what is you know fighting against what is is not empowering because then then that gets you in a state of war what is it what is really empowering is to understand what is going on understand be be able to see how how people are trying to influence you and when you can see what's happening you can choose to play the game or not you know and i made it i made it uh, an example last podcast about how you know, back in the day, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller of Buffy fame, at the height of her popularity, she was a spokesmodel for Maybelline. And because I was a Buffy fan, I bought Maybelline mascara because Buffy was the spokesperson for that. And I knew that's why I was doing it. So it's okay to do, well, it's okay to do whatever it is you want to do. I mean, it, when it comes, you are allowed, you have the right, you have the freedom to be who you are and do what you want to do and exist how you want to exist. And, and part of that comes from understanding how other people are, are trying to influence your behavior, influence your um, pocketbook, influence all of those things uh, so that then you can stand back and you can really look at a situation eyes wide open, and then decide from a place of empowerment how you want to engage. So that's what, you know, what was leading up to all of that big rant in the, the last episode. So anyway, there were still some, some topics that, that uh, I had all of these notes because that, that episode was inspired by, you know, three days of binge watching TV because I had been ill. And, and when you see Oh my goodness, everything that's coming at you. So I had already alluded to the fact that I was um, watching a show on Amazon Prime using the the free app or whatever. And so what that meant is that I me it meant that I got commercials. And so like 80% of those commercials were for Amazon products and services. You know, it would kind of make sense from a business perspective if I'm watching a show on on an Amazon platform that then they're going to try to sell me other other uh, memberships or other other offerings that Amazon would provide. And I get all riled up about the health and fitness stuff. So like there, and I specifically am trying to draw your attention to the words and the messages that the marketing people, the marketing team is doing, uh, is offering to create, uh, to create, to influence, not only influence, they're not, this is the thing that really, yeah, okay. This is the thing that will rile me up. It's not that they're just trying to influence your behavior. Everyone is always trying to influence people's behavior. You are trying to influence your people, you're, you're trying to influence your spouse's behavior when you are trying to get him to pick the socks up off the floor. You are trying to influence your child's behavior when you're trying to get them to clean their room or to um, say please and thank you. You are trying to influence 
your um, colleagues or your bosses or your um, employees' behavior. So people try to influence behavior all the time. Everyone does it. It's, it's part of life. Where I start to get riled up and where I really think it's important um, is where it, it shifts from trying to influence behavior to influence how you think. All right. And what's happening in society right now. And again, this hap this is how you could draw parallels to any current social, political, economic challenge we are dealing with um, right now in this current moment in time. And you know what? That's not my that's not my wheelhouse. So I am not going to get I'm not going to get all political here on the podcast or whatever. Um, what I'm saying about those topics is that this those similar dynamics get played out in the food, exercise, body image, self-esteem, personal development space. And that's that's what I'm passionate about. So I'm going to show you how that happens now, because these are similar dynamics. Um, if you are someone who is really into what's going on in the world right now, it could also sound like I am a conspiracy theorist. And I am going to say right here, right now, I am not. I am not a conspiracy theorist. What I am, what I am showing you is how complex organisms, complex systems, you, you are not just a body. You are, at, well, first, okay, if you just take the, the basic biology of you, the basic biology of your human body is a very complex system. You know, you go to the doctor and, and the doctor doesn't necessarily know what's going on and they run all these different kinds of tests. And, and what might be going on with you is going on with a different person is a different thing because everybody is unique. You've got, you are a complex biological system. On top of that, you are a complex emotional system and an intellectual system and a spiritual system. You, the whole totality of you as a person is is this big complex system. Then you put that, you put you in terms of society, in terms of your family, in terms of work, in terms of culture. You take, you know, your city, your county, your state. The entire world is a complex system. And then basic human nature and drives and then you've got the business motive and all of this stuff. So when when I'm I'm speaking in these grand generalizations, and especially right now, I mean, especially right now with what's going on in the world, a lot of what I say, a lot of the energy behind it or the um, the way that I'm framing things might sound a lot like someone else claiming, you know, conspiracy or legitimately pointing out um, fraud or, you know, different ways of looking at a situation. And so that's all I'm going to say about that. So I am drawing your attention to what I think is a very important thing for you to understand is that people and in the diet, fitness, weight loss, body image, body positivity space, they are marketers. They are business people with a profit motive are trying to influence the way that you think. All right. Now, Again, it's not about taking over the world. It's about influencing the way that you think, one, so that you feel bad about yourself, and that two, because you feel bad about yourself and you think that they have the solution to you feeling bad about yourself, you're going to buy their product or service. That's general marketing 101. Um, what, what I see happening is something like this, this um, the halo 
the Halo membership site. And I've quoted this. I, you know, I, I am, I am, I'm writing like, go watch the, go watch the commercial on YouTube or whatever. Listen to what the words say. They're talking about getting to know you're going to track things you can't track, track things your scale can't track, track this. So it, it creates this, this idea that, you know, this, this app, or, or this membership or whatever is, is really going to help you. It's really important because it's going to track all of this stuff that you that you can't track. And then you're like, what? I wasn't tracking that stuff. Oh, maybe that's that's why I can't lose this last five pounds. Oh, I wasn't tracking that. Now, if I really had enough data and I could really... So they're, they're making, and especially in this age of information, tech, apps, and everything is app-driven and everything is data-driven and data-driven data decision-making and all of that stuff, it makes you start to think that, oh, that is going to be the solution. I can manage something if I can measure it. That, my friends, is not true. That That is that is like a real big pop business type of uh, of uh, slogan, you know, to manage it, you got to be able to measure it. And you know what? No, sorry that there's a big old flaw in that piece of logic too. And I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, the other one that I saw was um, the one about the the little Samsung uh, watch thing. And word for word, it was get to know your body better. Get to know your body better. So you're going to get to know your body better by some silly little watch that's going to track um, how much you're moving or are you uh, eating or what whatever their little fancy things are. And so I ended the last episode with, with this big rant about, you know, the implication is that better data will lead to better decisions. And that is not true. And it's not true for so many different reasons. Um, but more importantly, in terms of developing a relationship with your body, that can actually undermine the relationship you're trying to build with your body. And I made the analogy of like, let's say, um, do you really need an app to tell you how many times you've told your beloved of your affections? If, if you really need an app to say, okay, so now I'm starting to date this new guy or this new girl or, you know, whoever, and, and you know, it's, it's, it, you're in that lovey-dovey, you know, exciting stage of, of the relationship and you, you just can't wait to talk to them, but you have an app and your app is going to say, okay, I talked to this person six times yesterday, but oh my goodness, I talked to the person seven times today. Oh, maybe they like me better. Oh, yay. Now the relationship is, is going on course. The relationship is getting better because, you know, I talk to this person, you know, 3.2 minutes longer today than I did yesterday. I mean, you look at that and that's ridiculous, right? But that that is a that's a mindset. It, it really is like psychological warfare. It's like what what's happening is little drips, little drips to try to normalize a way of thinking. And it's coming at you from all these different kinds of angles so that then no wonder you don't even question the diet and exercise model. I mean, yes, you do, because like I said, like I said, we've we've evolved. We've evolved to the place where we think, oh, calories, schmalories, you know, whatever. Um, I I'm I'm more evolved than that. I know I know, I know it's just not diet and exercise. But do you really? You know, the the assumptions that come out of that model, the way it influences your behavior, the way it influences the way you think about things, I would assert are a lot deeper than what you realize, because this has been going on for so long, so long. And again, 
It's not some, you know, big conspiracy. It's not some guy behind a green curtain trying to pull all these um, levers and buttons. It's the nature of how a complex system evolves. Um, it's we play our part in it too, as do the marketers, as as do the manufacturers, this whole thing. We all play this part in it, um, but this is how it evolves over time. And one of the things that I really wanted to also address on this particular episode um, is that idea of how, how we are shifting the way we think without even really understanding the way that we think. And how is that influencing our children? Um, that, that's another big thing for me um, because I, I would have acted out. Um, I, you know, I, as a kid, I had, you know, I did, I had all of all of the, all of the issues that would trigger, trigger, trigger a, a troubled adolescent. You know, um, I, I had all of, all of the underlying, you know, I don't know what you call them factors, the, the things that are going to, the things that are going to start the fire. And it could have been drugs. It could have been alcohol. It could have been, you know, promiscuity. It could have been all sorts of different things. I had all of that. Why it went to an eating disorder, why it really went there was because of the dynamics around food and how people related to and about food and to and about their bodies in my extended family. So eating disorders specifically, and also just general anxiety about food and exercise, that is a family thing. It, 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 um, it, how, how your children are not just watching what you eat and what you do for exercise. And as a parent, you might be thinking, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not really going to talk to my, my kid about weight um, because I don't really, I don't want to create any kind of problem for them. I'm just going to keep, keep things, you know, general and simple. And I'm just going to try to give them, you know, what I think is good food and healthy food. I'm going to try to be the best parent I can. And glory, hallelujah, praise all of the parents. You know, that is a super, super hard job. You know, I, I'm not knocking any of that. What I'm saying is that your children are not just responding to what you're doing for them. You know, they're not just responding to how you're talking about food at the dinner table, whether you're one of the people that says, take everything you want, but eat everything you take, or you got to finish your plate, or whether it's you got to eat all your vegetables, or you're not allowed to have any sugar, whatever the thing is you're doing as a parent. That's one thing. The other thing that your children are doing is they are watching you. They are watching how you relate to food, how you relate to exercise, how you relate to your body, and how you relate to yourself in the mirror. That's what they are watching. That's what they are picking up on. And that is going to influence them, influence their sense of self more than you can possibly imagine. So this whole younger generation... All I can do is say, thank God I'm not a parent of a, of a youngster. You know, I can't, I cannot imagine trying to raise young kids in this current climate with the TikTok and the Facebook and the Instagram and whatever the new cool Snapchat, whatever the new cool tech thing is, um, because it really is a hard job of balancing that this is the world they're going to grow up in. So they need these skills 
to be able to navigate. It's just going to be an assumption that people know how to swipe and know how to find things and download things and whatever. So I need to expose them to that enough so that they develop that skill set. Plus, this is how kids are socializing and interacting these days. And I don't want them to feel left out. I want them to have a good um, developmental experience. You know, I get all of that, you know, and also that you're dealing with technology that ha- that has the things like the filters and 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 again it's it's people people are trying to have it both ways you know and you can't you can't really have it both ways you, you can't you can't um like bash the magazines at, for photoshopping the cover models and you can't can't argue against like quote unquote unrealistic standards of beauty and all of that stuff and be all up in arms about that while at the same time taking your selfie and taking 50 million different photos of all these different little angles of how you hold the camera so that you can get just the right side and just the right perfect angle and the right expression on your face and you just look the best you can possibly look and then enhance it with all the filters and all of that kind of stuff. Um, And so kids now are growing up in this, this, uh, in this uh, landscape where that is normal, where that is being normalized. And so there's this beautiful, um, I'd, you'd have to look it up on YouTube or something, but Dove Beauty, they do a, uh, the Dove, you know, soap and shampoo and all that stuff. They, they did a campaign uh, many years ago about the Real Beauty campaign. And then they, and you can look for it. Um, they've got all these videos, but they also did a really good one about um, Photoshop. Like they reverse, what they do is they take this, this um, girl that she, she's a pretty girl. Um, but she she looks very plain because she just walks into a photo studio, like blonde, blue eyes, very plain looking, pretty, but just plain. And then it does a time lapse of a photo shoot of hair, makeup, the fan, the photoshopping, and how it's literally changing her features. And then at the end, you see this billboard and the tagline is like, no wonder kids have an unrealistic sense of themselves or unrealistic standards of beauty or something like that. Like there's this this dissonance. There's this cognitive dissonance about what's going on. And I recently saw another video that they did that was the same kind of idea, but it's some little girl alone in her room with her phone. Um, and what it was is that she posted a selfie um, and so what they did is it was a reverse thing to kind of get the emotion. So what it was is like this this all glammed up picture of this girl, and she must have been like 12. Um, but of course, the the hair and the makeup and all of that stuff and the filter made her look, you know, 20. Uh, and she's looking at that picture of herself on her phone, and she's got, you know, like thousands of likes and comments and all of that stuff. And then it reels it backwards of what had happened to spark that moment. And you get rid of all the hair and all the makeup. And it's this little 12-year-old girl, and she's sitting in the in her room on the phone, and she had just uploaded just a regular selfie, and there's nothing. No likes, no hearts, no comments, you know. So that is going to, that is a really poignant example of how things are influencing how you were thinking. So it's, it, it, what happens, it's a, it's an example of real life. You're putting yourself out there authentically, real. And then the, the culture is not responding quickly and fast enough with that 
external affirmation. And so then, you know, this little girl is going to go do all the hair and the makeup and the try to make herself feel better and all of that stuff. So that then suddenly she gets all of the likes and all of the comments and all of those things. So these, I didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I grew up in a different era, but all of these things are moving pieces and parts. And the reason why I bring that example up is that if you can see it happening in a young girl, you know, and if you have been struggling with, you know, your body drama and all of this stuff for a long time, you know, it starts young and you know that you want to heal it. You do not want to be, you know, living with this stuff when you're in your eighties and your nineties, it's like, shoot me now. Right. Um, and so you see that stuff start young and, and you can see from an outside perspective, this, this girl is so beautiful. She's just this, this beautiful little girl that's going, and you can see how she's being influenced, how people are trying to influence how she is thinking. The same thing is happening to you. You know, people are what through the through how they through how they choose so carefully their words in the in the marketing messages, like get to know your body better. And I'm going to stand up here on my soapbox and I'm going to tell you a stupid watch, a stupid a Halo Amazon membership site, a stupid app is not going to help you get to know your body better. Getting to know your body better comes from spending quality time with your body. Getting to know your your body better starts by tuning out all of the external crap. Tune out the diet and exercise model. Tune out all of the assumptions that you have about good food, bad food, good exercise, bad exercise, nutritious stuff, non-nutritious stuff. Tune out all of that stuff. Take a beat. Take a breath take another breath, take a deep breath, and drop into your body. And then feel your body. Feel what it feels like to move your body. Now, we haven't gotten to this part yet in the happy calories don't count, you know, methodology. There, there are five steps. The fourth step is to exercise every day. And Exercise has absolutely nothing at all to do with burning calories or losing weight. It's not about that. Exercise is about spending, it's, remember, happy calories is a relationship-based model. Diet and exercise is a transaction-based model. So in the diet and exercise model, exercise is about burning those calories and losing that weight. That's why you exercise and that's why it's a penalty and the price you have to pay to eat and it's a punishment and you get in all of that crazy dysfunction. Happy calories don't count is a relationship-based model. So in the relationship-based model, daily exercise is like a daily date with your body. It is not about the, the display. It's not about how many calories or fat grams or all that junk, all that data that's getting thrown at you. What it is, it's about spending quality time with your body so that you get to feel what your body feels like. You get to drop into your body and feel what it feels like to move a muscle. Feel what it feels like to stretch a muscle. What does it actually feel like? What does it feel like when you start to exert yourself and your heart rate goes up? 
where are the different little plateaus of, oh, it's a little bit challenging. Oh, maybe it feels a little bit better. Oh, are those endorphins kicking in? Where, what does it start to feel like when your heart rate starts to come back down? What does it feel like when you reach for something over your head? What does it feel like when you bend down to pick something up off the floor? What does it feel like to be in your body? How do you get embodied? When you become embodied, that is where you know what that being embodied is more powerful than any stupid little app you're ever going to get. And furthermore, having that app, having that external device is is very has this has a very legitimate, strong possibility of actually undermining the objective, undermining the true authentic relationship you are developing with your body. And again, all of this is like, I'm not trying to tell anybody what to think. I'm not trying to tell anybody what to do. Um, All of this stuff, everything that I speak is coming from a framework. It is coming from a point of view. It's coming from a lens through which you can view the world. And when you view the world through this lens, hey, all of the diet and exercise drama that you have, all of that weight and body that you drama that you have, that just falls away. You 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 create this sense of peace and freedom around food and exercise and your body and your weight, and, and it's really amazing. So the the thing about um, the thing about all of this is for you to really come to to yourself to become embodied to to um to to connect with yourself to connect with your highest self um and and part of part of the method is also you know reconciling your thoughts your feelings your beliefs and your actions so that you are you are reconciled you are congruent you are your highest and best most authentic integrated connected self and when you are coming from that place, you know what to eat, how much to eat, when to eat, you know what to do for exercise, how much to exercise, when to exercise, when to rest. All of that stuff is instinctive and natural. And because you're listening to the messages of your body, you're coming at it from the highest and best place, a place uh, from which you have no angst. You don't, you don't have any conflict with this. You're not doing anything you don't already want to do instinctively and from your deepest and from your deepest place. So you don't have any resistance. You don't have any resentment. You just do what you do. And because your body's leading the way and you're trusting that your body has your back and your body has this innate intelligence and your body wants to be optimized too, because why wouldn't it not want to be optimized? You know, that's that only makes it better. That's what it wants. And then everything is sustainable. Everything is a much more pleasant experience and everything's a lot more fun. Um, so I, I had some more notes that I still want to discuss, but I think I'm going to break the episode here um, just for topically and then start another one and and wax philosophically on science a little bit um because when when i am when i'm speaking about you know trusting your body um and i'm speaking about tuning out all of the other external noise 
you know, some, some of the things that can hang you up is like, but but the doctor said this, or or science said this, or or calories this, and you know, I, I read all of these blogs and I read all of that literature. This, so I am gonna take a break here, uh, and then I will hop back on with a different episode that is addressing all things science. So I hope you have a super, super happy day and I will see you in the next episode. Alrighty, take care, bye. And psych, it's me, Carmela again. This is like one of those tags at the end of movies. You know how you watch the entire credit sequence just to see if there is a little scene at the end of the movie. And usually there's a funny little scene. Sometimes, at least in the most current, you know, like the Marvel movies that are going to set up the next the next movie in the Mar Marvel universe. Anyway, this is me coming back because I had just I've just listened to this episode and I am so sorry that my brain goes a million miles a minute and my mouth just cannot keep up with my brain. Uh, so I'm I'm making this intention right now for future podcasts. I'm really going to try to slow my passion down, take it down a notch. But what happens when I get really, really um, in, in the zone and my brain is just spinning and my my uh, I'm even doing it now. My mouth can't keep up. Sometimes I'll make a mistake in terms of like a double negative. I'll be combining two concepts and I caught myself in this episode. So toward the end, I was talking about the the fear that people can have around, you know, their body. What if their body wants to be as big as a house or what if uh, what if their body doesn't want to be the kind of body they want it to be and they're afraid of trusting their body and you know, I say all the time, that makes no sense. Your body is your partner in relationship. Everything you do affects your body. And what I did is I combined two ideas. So I, I combined the idea of why wouldn't your body want to be optimized? Of course, it wants to be optimized. And why would your body lie to you or one of those two things. And so what what came out was why wouldn't it not want to be optimized, which ended up being like a triple or double negative that twisted it around and could be confusing. So I am saying this here and, and I'll say it at the beginning of a future podcast that if I'm ever going so quickly that I I make a mistake because my brain is, is spinning and my words can't keep up with the rate that my brain is spinning at. See, I just, I just, that's another reason why I will end sentences with a preposition. When I'm speaking on a stage, there is an audience to ground me and I am looking at people and I am connecting with people and I am trying to communicate an idea to people and I've got a structured um, presentation. I've got a structured speech uh, in my head ready to go. And so I do speak more properly and I speak more slowly and I am connecting with an audience. And I'm finding that sitting here behind the microphone, I'm not actually looking at anybody and it's just me expressing these ideas as fast as I can because I get so passionate and so animated about them that then what happens is I, I jumble up my words. So know this, know that whenever you hear me speak, you know, that I am coming from the perspective that your body loves you. 
Your body has your back. Your body has its own point of view. Your body wants to be optimized. Your body wants to feel good. Your body wants to look good. Your body wants to move well. Your body knows how to create an optimized state of health, vitality, well-being, beauty, and joy. And it is always guiding you in that direction. And so if in future episodes, I speak too quickly and I end up juggling my words and ending sentences with prepositions and uh, and doing double negatives and all that stuff because I can't sort out how quickly my brain is processing. Please understand this is the perspective that we're always coming back to. That was just like Carmela being Carmela and her her brain going faster than her mouth can speak when I make mistakes like that. What you need to understand is that happy calories don't count is a relationship-based model, not a transaction-based model. The transaction-based model of the diet and exercise model sets up calories as a currency of exchange. You only get so many calories to eat. Uh, there is a price to pay to eat. That price is exercise or weight gain. And in that transaction-based model that has scarcity, it creates all of the drama, all of the pain, all of the dysfunction you have around food, exercise, your body, and your weight. How to heal and transform all of that is to pull out that linchpin, to to just um, take a sledgehammer to the false idea. It is a fallacy, the false idea that you can control your body through what you eat and what you do for exercise. That's the diet and exercise model in a nutshell. And the truth is that while you are indeed responsible for what you eat and you are responsible for what you do for exercise, the fact that you are responsible for those things does not mean that you can therefore control your body and your body shape and size through diet and exercise. That's the fallacy. And when you understand that, it makes a lot more sense. It's a lot easier to let go of this idea of calories in exercise out uh, because you understand it's flawed in the first place. So we take a sledgehammer to that. And once we do that, the house of cards falls. You've got nothing left. And so instead of thinking in those terms, we think in terms of happy calories don't count, which is a relationship-based model where the relationship is between you and your body and your body has your back. Your body has a wisdom and intelligence of its own. And I promise I'll do a whole nother podcast just on these ideas alone. But I wanted to do a little tag at the, at the end of this one, just to clarify that misspeak. Because I, I think I said something like, why wouldn't it not want to be optimized? And it's like, no, it does want to be optimized. That That's the thing. Your body does want to be optimized. Why wouldn't it want to be optimized? I think that's what I was trying to say. Why wouldn't it want to be optimized. It does want to be optimized. And it would never lie to you because everything you do affects it. It needs you to take action to get to that place of optimization. Your body is your guide. So I wanted to clear that up. Thank you for hanging in there with me with a little tag. And I apologize for, for my passion, I guess. I don't apologize for my passion. I think my passion is a good thing. I just need to be a little bit better um, at grounding myself. And that's a good thing for me to learn. You know, I can stay more connected with my body. Um, and when I'm connected with my body here behind the microphone, I am actually more powerful. My words uh, have more thought and more care behind them than when I start to elevate and get more into my head and more out of my body and all that stuff. So that's an example just right here 
in 3D reality of, of the power of actually connecting with your body. It's actually going, if I connect with my body before I do every podcast, I'm actually going to have a much better podcast. So there you have it, my friends. I hope you have a super great day and I will talk to you later. Bye. If you enjoyed this program, help it out. Give it a like, subscribe, follow, share. You know the drill. If you want to learn more about me, my books, programs, and services, visit my website, carmelaramalia.com. And don't worry, if you can't spell my name, you can also always find me at happycalories.com. Take care. <laughs>